Me or you? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Hello, and uh, welcome to Pop Culture Classics. My name is Kenny Puckett, and with me, as always, is Levi Smith. How's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good, Kenny. How you doing? Not too bad. Uh, if this is the first time you guys are joining us, welcome. Uh, in this podcast, we kind of discuss old and new pop culture, um, kind of like rummaging through the back issue box of a comic book shop. Uh, this week, we kind of talk about comics and what inspired us to make comics. Yeah, so like literally running through the back issue box of a comic book shop. Uh, the back issue uh, box of our history. Yeah, yeah, of our comic books. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually pretty cool. You know, we drone on a little bit. We do. We tell a lot of little side stories and stuff. Try to like summarize our uh, path. Yeah, our path to us now. Um, yeah. The reason we decided to do that this week is because the webcomic is coming out on Patreon. Yes, Sequential Disorder, Season 2, the reboot. Yes. January 28th for patrons. For patrons. Uh, February 25th. February 25th. 25th for non-patrons. Yep, that's when it goes public. Um, yeah, so uh, enjoy the episode. Yeah, and we'll catch you later. So, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, our history of making comics. Yeah. Um, I guess a little bit of back and forth. We just ask each other some questions. Sure. Uh, and that we might even learn a little bit, even though we, you and I, have shared this experience directly since, man, my sophomore year of high school. So, yeah, 1997? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's about no, it. No, no. My, my sophomore year would have been. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. 1992, 93? 93, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I started 92, I think was your sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're a grade ahead of me. Yeah, I was 95 is when I graduated. Yeah, I graduated in 96. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then uh, we started hanging out uh, because we were a comic book nerd. Yeah, we like comic books. And uh, I remember um, I had brought some comics – to school because uh, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Slim, um, I had seen that he had a comic. It was the first appearance of Carnage, uh, and he was looking through it in class, and I was like, oh, hey, I, I have that comic too. You yeah. Know? And uh, his response was, uh, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Slim. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I brought a bunch of comics to school to show him. And then ended up showing, uh, you know, some show-off comics. Yeah. Ended up showing them to you, and then you were like... I think I was in there hanging out with Pete Hilgren. Probably, yeah, with Pete, yeah. And uh, and so you were like, oh, well, I've got, you know, I've got cooler comics than these, you know. Did I say and, that? And you, well, you were listing off all the badass comics that you had, and you yeah. had, like, some signed limited edition Punisher 2099 shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, the the, uh, the Punisher twenty nine number one number ones and the it was the um, Ravage twenty ninety nine. You had a bunch of the twenty ninety nines at that point. Well, yeah, the guy who uh, I a friend of mine that he's the guy who got me in the comics mm -hmm. came and was like, dude, the the guy who drew all this all this twenty nine nine stuff is at this comic book store. We can go get a sh our shit shine signed. Right. And so I, yeah, I went down get there. Get shit shined. Or get our shit shined. <laughs> our shit signed. Uh, and I was like, sure. And we stopped by. Uh, we didn't even buy it from that comic store. We stopped because we knew it would be a pain in the ass. Right. So we went and we went and um, 
to another comic book store. I forgot which it was that one that was up there by that Baskin Robbins. Uh, the one that was like a small little hole in the wall where we used to buy. Oh man. Uh, Anyways. Um, but yeah. And so we bought a bunch of stuff and the owner was like, Oh yeah, that guy's signing today. I wanted to go, but I, you know, I'm, I'm here. And he's like, I'll give you guys some stuff. If you get stuff for me, so if I give you some other stuff, Oh, right on. Like he gave us, he's like, he gave us a few books right. and he's like, you gotta take this and get it signed for me. And we did. He uh, gave me like two or three of the series one Marvel cards that the guy drew. Oh, nice. Nice. I was like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I was, I was pretty skeptical that you had better comics than I did. So we went over to your house and, and you busted out and shit. And I was like, oh, yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. You got some, some good shit. <laughs> I do have some cool shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So we started hanging out from there. Yeah. Um, and then you uh, were doing the, the comic in the paper, right? Yeah. Well, I had, uh, that wasn't until, um, and it, there, there was a couple of years, a couple of grades before that in another school where I had an art teacher that for an assignment had us do a comic strip a la Garfield and, and you know, uh, uh, Peanuts and stuff. Okay. You know? And uh, and so I always thought that that was a really cool idea. And then in high school and my art class with uh, David Helmstetter, mm-hmm. um, he was talking about different forms of communication with art. And I had brought up comics, and he thought that that was a cool idea, and that maybe you know I could come up with something like mm-hmm. some kind of comic book thing. And it wasn't like a class assignment, yeah, but it was a suggestion that he had made, like to me. And I, I mean, that's all. I didn't even need half that. You know? <laughs> uh, so I was like, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and then I, on the fly, created the Stinky and Tom thing. Okay. Um, and then uh, around that time, I was also approached uh, to become the editor-in-chief of the high school paper. Oh, okay. And then so once I became the editor-in-chief of the high school paper, I made the executive decision of running my comic strip. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm running this paper, so I'm yeah. going to draw the comic strip. Co- newspapers have comic strips. I'm already. I already got one. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's what we're gonna do. You know? Yeah. Right on. That's cool. Yeah. And I, that's when we started talking about, um, just like making comics and. Yeah, yeah, and and so we we talked a lot about comics, you know, as nerds do, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and so that desire and around this time uh, we were also playing a lot of D and D and stuff, that's true. And a lot of other role playing games, uh, and, Cyberpunk and um, Marvels. Right. And. I was running a lot of these games, uh, not all of them, but I was running you know a good handful of them. Yeah. Uh, and one of my frustrations trying to run a tabletop RPG game was getting everybody together and getting them to follow my goddamn story. That's true. Uh, and so in frustration of that, I wanted to make my own story <laughs> <laughs> and just cut out all those other you know players, all those other human characters. Yeah. Know? And uh, and so you and I started working on that. Yeah, uh, on that idea of like, nah, I really want to make something. Well, it was more of just hanging out and talking about making. Yeah, something. yeah, and we were we were doing a lot of hanging out and stuff, uh, and just trying to like amuse ourselves. Yeah, really, you know, uh, and this was in the context, I guess, of what we knew. You know? Yeah, I guess we. Were, I think we were trying to make like a. I think when we first started, we were trying to just make like a whole world, and we we're like, all right, we got to come up with it. Everything, the, the whole universe concept, yeah, yeah. yeah we had to come yeah, up with the right. entire. We were trying to come up with the entire universe before we even 
drew one panel. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, got locked in on a lot of that. There was a lot of like uh, uh, Jim Lee X Men ish. You know, yeah, I, I probably made like fifty characters that you know that if yeah if, if you just pulled out and threw like a quiz like you know did did I create this or did you know Rob Liefeld. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, some of them would be pretty rough. <laughs> you know, be a hard, to, hard decision. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So wanting to do like the whole superhero thing, wanting to do the the comic strip thing at the same time. You yeah. Know? Uh, it wasn't until uh, art school that uh, that Boom came along, like yeah, as, yeah. as an art project and stuff. Yeah, well, he wasn't. He wasn't art project, wasn't he? Yeah, to yeah. He started animation. His, yep, yeah. Uh, I I decided to base every every art assignment in, you know, my art school curriculum around that character as a subject. Oh. So everything was, was revolving around that. So my character, you know, my 2d characterization class, I was doing a 2d project with him. Uh, I was building him in 3d, you know, doing modeling and all that. The char- I remember character that. design and stuff. Uh, yeah, that's another story. I remember when that ended. Yeah. Oh. With the shatter against the wall. <laughs> Fucking PsyQuest ceramic platter external hard drive bullshit, man. Yep. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, you don't have any PTSD oh. from that. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, and then uh, and then it was, you know, man, I just really want to make some comics, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and you wanted to write stuff. I mean, we were always coming up with bullshit. Yeah, I was always trying to write stuff. a novel. And yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. not a novel well, writer. You know, wanting to do this, and it and it was productive. It gave us it gave, gave us something to do. Gave us a purpose. Gave us something that was interesting, and I think made our lives more three dimensional, in my opinion, versus just the go to school, go to work, yeah, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I think yeah. it was just it was it's what we did in our free time was sit there and create stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, we were we were doing it anyway. Yeah, so. Uh, then we um, we read a very specific article in New Times. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, there there was a lot of steps there. I'm because like I had submitted to Todd McFarlane. Yeah. At one point, I did like a you know like a four page. Because yeah, he was looking for people here. Submission. He was looking for artists. He's you know he's local in in the Metro Phoenix area, and uh, so I went down to his offices and submitted, and never heard anything back. Yeah. But uh, uh, then we had started going to like conventions and stuff. Uh, and I don't remember how, how many comics had we made before we went and talked to Rob Schrab. Maybe halfway through the first one? Yeah. Yeah. Like not even one yet. You know? No. Yeah. Just- well, I think the reason I, I brought, kind of brought up the Todd thing is that first night in that New Times article. Yeah. Like we. We got that New Times because we always read. Uh, what was the comic in there? Oh, well, oh the web comic. Uh, um, the really weird one. Red Meat. Yes, that's yeah, the one. Yeah. Uh, we would we we picked up New Times all the time because the, we wanted to read the Red Meat. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, by Max Cannon. Yeah, that was that was good stuff. That's a great comic. Uh, but then there was an article about Todd McFarlane because the movie right. was the first Spawn movie yes, was coming out. Yes. And we sat down and read that article. Right. And I, I don't know what it was. It was something in that article clicked with you and I both at the same time. Yeah. And we literally stayed up all night long. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like all night driving your fucking roommate batshit crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just we sat there all night long for an entire. Yeah. It was like we started at 
7.30. We had, we pulled out every, we're like, we wrote the script. We wrote the strip, the, the main idea. Yeah. I remember trying to figure out how to storyboard. Right. And we're like, oh. And then you had the most brilliant idea in the world to figure out how to like story or how to frame a page is you just like, oh, I saw this in a, oh yeah. And you pulled out a, just a giant stack of comics. Right. It was like McFarlane and Jim Lee and. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody, you I know. Because that's the area we were growing up with. Yeah. And, I mean, we were all fresh off of like all these artists leaving Marvel yeah, the and beginning of image, image yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was all just this pile of things. And then right. like Joe mad watch doing uh, X-Men and yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, just tons of artists. You, we just pulled out comics and we're like, how does uh, so-and-so figure out yeah, how, how, to do how this? are these people doing it? We just started looking through all these comics on how to, yeah. I just remember you were coming home. She was kind of drunk and I had been out partying or whatever. Right. Opens the door. You and me, cloudy as hell. Yeah, uh, apartment just comics, just hazy. Yeah. yeah, comics and paper and yeah. art from Spread one everywhere. End, yeah, one end of that living room to the I'm other. Sure I was sitting on the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we <laughs> yeah. were all just sit, we were just sitting there. And you and I, and we had this like note. You had a notebook in front of you, and we were taking notes. And you and I were just talking. Yeah, and she walks in and looks at us and goes, "Oh, fuck it, of course." And this yeah. walks in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> walks away. I was like, okay. Uh, yeah, a, a little bit of a, a Big Bang Theory kind of situation, mm -hmm. honestly, in, mm -hmm. in those days, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I think the next day, like, we, we got to a point where it was, like, 7.30, 8.30 in the morning. We passed out. Right. You didn't go to school. Nope. Uh, <laughs> and then we got up uh, and then started it all over again and did it again. Yeah. For, yeah. Like, for like, three days, that's what we did is we made that – we wrote and storyboarded – and yeah. plotted that first comic book. Yeah, I think Absolutely. that's and, and and drew it out. We we got uh, uh, you know we found a friend of ours to do to do the lettering. Yeah, and the inking. Yeah, which <coughs> a lot of that. I mean, and that that first book. I mean, we never did finish that book. No, I think it's it was uh, sitting right up there. Oh. Yeah, it's it, it's in a, it's actually in a box <laughs> up here. Um, yeah. Um, no, I, I think uh, I think and then and like a week later is when you went and met Rob Trapp. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, went to Atomic Comics. There was a signing. Really getting into Rob Trab's work as well. Uh, yeah, because of Disposable Assassin, amazing Picasso Nostra. Uh, some really good independent comics. Really at that time, getting into independent comics. That stuff. comic, I think, and Joe Psycho Moofrog are the yes, two comics that yes, influenced enough. By Jason Rains. Oh, dude, I so obscure and so you know such a small run. Yeah, you know, uh, but so influential to me. <laughs> so I think, influential to me. I, I think it's the comic that told us that we can do something that, that's it can be not done. Superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because there was like the image thing was like, okay, so the publishing company kind of concept, making your own comics that that's an important kind of thing. in, yeah. this, in this pursuit, uh, I want to make my own comics, mm -hmm. and then the superhero stuff was just kind of ended up being like the same old shit, you know, just mirrors of the X-Men. Yeah. Know? Mirrors of the X-Men, yeah, mirrors yeah. of Spider-Man, mirrors of yeah. Batman, all yeah. that stuff. Uh, and so, you know, we, we were really trying to, and so the, the comic strip stuff, the stinky and Tom thing. Yeah. That and was, then later with boom, like that felt true and original. Yeah. You know, it was like, yeah, we're, we're really kind of speaking from a place that we're more familiar with, with these guys. Uh, they're you know it's a little bit easier to draw it's a little bit easier to present honestly yeah. and so with that like level of technical requirements being lowered 
you know, I, we could do more. Yeah. You know. Uh, and then we saw those books. Yeah. The color covers yeah. with and the black and white. Totally. And that completely yeah, and, influenced and, us completely. Yeah, and so, so here's a dude that's, you know, this character that's completely insane, <laughs> uh, douses his tricycle with gasoline, sets it on fire, and then attempts to ride it like Ghost Rider. <laughs> uh, and then gets caught on fire himself and then goes running across the yard on, on fire. fire. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great that's great. Um you know, so not without its consequences, but really a strange kind of humor that was Yeah, um, and I, I also like in the following issue, uh he, they got a phone call from the Comic Co's authority uh, right. from some lady and she was complaining and then yeah. he's in the background burning an effigy of the person the guy yeah, the other yeah, characters trying totally. to calm down and not sue the, them the phone call shtick in that you know yeah, yeah. well she Mo- was Frog the straight the straight the straight, know, man. The straight man character yeah of the uh, of the bit is taking the phone call while through the window you can watch you know Joe Psycho do that shit crazy that shit crazy yeah it was it was uh, it was cool and I like that the uh, main the head guy of the publishing company was calling the characters in yeah. the comic. I was like, that stuff is that 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 things like that really influence that, that kind of fourth wall breaking and self awareness. Yeah, but the, just like doing that comic, I think specifically kind of really influenced us heavily in the way we make even just the web strip today. Definitely, yeah, yeah. That I, I, I yeah, I, I would say it left an indelible mark. You know, in yeah. our comic tastes. Because uh, because really after that I really was trying to find more weird stuff. Yeah, you know? weird things like that. Yeah, uh, and, but yeah, uh, you were telling and, and going in with like Scud, the Scud the disposable assassin. Yeah, and uh, you know, and its creator Rob Trab, and getting to meet him, uh, and having you know, just one question. You know, just what would you tell somebody that wants to do this, that wants to be self-publishing and making, you know, his his own comics. Yeah, that's it. Know? It was great advice. Uh, yeah, and 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 totally serious and honest. You know, he was like, "I I can just tell you, don't." You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and and I was, you know, never easily talked out of this yeah. whole pursuit. You know, so it, it didn't dissuade me. You know, and I, I think that's uh, I, I like that advice. Um, when somebody asked me. Uh, about cooking, I tell them that. And I was right. like, they, what, "What? My kid wants to be a chef. What should I tell them not to?" Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, "Really?" And they get all they get all offended, offended and stuff. And I was like, "Well, it's it's a hard job. Yeah, low pay, long hours, hard work. It's blue collar work. Yeah, it's back breaking. Yeah. And uh, if you tell them not to, and they still do it, yeah, don't stop them." Because yeah. that's what they need. Is yeah, they need because to have that. then that's what you know. They're, if they're going to do it anyway, yeah. Even after you're telling them, you know. Uh, that's what they need is that they need to have the drive to, to do it. Even if everybody's telling them they shouldn't. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to make it. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, kind of falls into, uh, you know, my, my other high school art teacher, Rex Pellerin, who told me don't have a plan B. Uh, that's brilliant. If you're, if you're going to be an artist, don't have a plan B because you'll, you'll fall back on it. Yeah. If you have any other fallback plan, uh, you're gonna do. You're gonna end up doing whatever that is. Yeah. You know, because it's it's too tough. You know, it's it's you know, it's scary. It's daunting. You know. Yeah. Uh, and and you're gonna you know, if if you're if you have a way out, you'll you'll take it. You'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's kind of uh, our, our beginning and how we started making comics and why we do it and what we do. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, then we actually fi- finally finished the book. Well, you know, we, we, we kind of fucked off for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, became, you know, I, I went into the whole graphic design thing and yeah. then you joined into the graphic design thing. Yeah. Although you were actually more at that time, I, I would guess more of like in a video production capacity. For yeah. I was media technics thing. You could say I was the fixer in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I was yeah. the fixer. It's like, yeah. Oh, we need, we need soda. We need cigarettes. We need, um, we need to go get, we need Para- all this audio equipment wired up. <laughs> or yeah, we need, we need plaster of Paris from the store. Yeah. Or we need, everybody needs lunch or, yeah. or somebody needs to go no pick doubt, up yeah. these 15 people. Like, right. I, yeah. That's really what I did. Kind of like, almost like an intern kind of stage. Sort almost. of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like to say more of a fixer because yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody else could do that stuff. You weren't really learning. No. Yeah. yeah no. Well, it was, uh, everybody else could do the stuff, Yeah. but it took forever and was never right. Mm-hmm. But I was the guy that you were like, Hey, we need this. He, yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they would go to the store and be like, Oh, they don't have it. Right. And they would just come back and be like, oh, I can't do yeah, it. Yeah. And I would be like, go to 15 Walmarts yeah, to find the last like, bag no, of plaster of Paris. I, I have a mission. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's this, so mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. So it would always be so, like, fuck, what took you so long? <laughs> and he's like, like dude, I had to, I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's uh yes, yeah, so we did the media technics thing. And in that time period, you know, you and I had taken this this basic comic building knowledge that we had, you know, developed yeah. from before that. And one of the design projects that we ended up doing as like uh especially when we spun off on our own. Yeah, that's was, true. And it was uh uh, you know, Aaron Ross and I that were the financial backers of the company. At That's that point, true. Yeah. Pouring all the money that we had made from best search back into it. <laughs> but, uh, we're like, we're going to make this comic, mm-hmm. you know? And so we produced the comic Hellborn Oof. and we actually completed that book. Yes. And that was a, man, that was a six person job. Yeah. You had, you had people lettering, you had people coloring, you had inking. Yeah, we were and tacking all the pages up, up on the wall and everything. Yeah, oh, that man, was, it was, it was cool. It was, was cool. Yeah. Uh, the, the production of that was fun and crazy. You know, yeah. I there remember, was, you know, we wouldn't, we came uh, down and got Sean. Yeah. We yeah. came down. We're like, dude, we need yeah. somebody to color this. Yeah. We got our buddy, Sean Biscop, oh, uh, amazing like, coloring artist. Yeah, and, there was uh, no question. Amazing artists in general, yeah. But I mean, when we needed a colorist, it was like, well, we should probably get this guy. Yeah. So we, so we brought him in, uh, and then it got to the point of you know he was sleeping. Oh, man, I remember sleeping first, under his desk the first week he was there. Yeah, he didn't really have a place to sleep, so he's sleeping under the desk. Wake up and start coloring that one page Literally, for like well, we two were like weeks. yeah, well, we were. You know, I think we were like four to six pages ahead of him getting mm. there, so he already had work to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we were, you know, the pages were being hand colored and then being scanned, uh, processed, and even like recolored. You know, additional coloring being done. We were doing all like kinds Photoshop of adjustments, photoshopping and stuff, and you know, and and oh, this was ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, ninety uh, ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah, wow. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we still we're using that. Uh, we wanted to use that one printer we found when we were like. Still in oh, high school. The small publishers co-op, man. Oh, yeah, 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 dude. That was uh, that was a really fascinating thing. You know, you find through a whole bunch of indie publishers and stuff, and you find yeah. this this one company that'll take a whole bunch of small runs to a big, you know, printer presser and 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 run them all off. So you could do like a, a four or five hundred dollar 
run, yeah. you know, and get 800 books uh, and not have to do, you know, the, uh, uh, the 3,000, 5,000 print runs, you know, where, because uh, the stories of people building furniture uh, out of the, uh, the know, their work of thousands of copies of one book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, was pretty scary. Uh, we've know? we'd seen it, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, we never actually made that mistake. I mean, we do still have probably a good uh, seven hundred Frankenstein number one. Really, seven <laughs> hundred? Yeah, wow. yeah. That's getting ahead of ourselves <laughs> for sure. That's getting ahead of ourselves. No, so, yeah. But what after media technics? I mean, there is where we actually made a book. We we finished we, that we book. Finished it. Yeah. We, we sent it to the we printer. Had completed copies. We sent it to the printer. It never made it to the printer. We learned a lesson there. Uh yeah, and so we, we learned some lessons with all of that. And uh you know, and then later on after all of that kind of dried out and we you know, we ended up leaving Vegas, Vegas coming back to back Phoenix. Here. Um uh, I think the cool thing about that is that we had a um the one thing about all that is we all, we learned some skills. We learned how to create production art. We learned how to like really put a polish on what we do, like all of our, our digital editing skills that we picked up and to make our books, what we do look different than everybody else. Totally. Yeah. And, and also, uh, work habits, production habits, mm -hmm. you know, cause, cause there we were, we were putting in eight hour days, fuck, 16 hour days. Yeah, uh, twenty hour days, uh, for sure. Trying to get stuff done. Just, yeah, Try, trying to you know materialize and realize all of these ideas where we had, you know, we had resources, we had a location, you know. Yeah, and it was just a, you know, it was an office full of twenty year olds, <laughs> twenty somethings. We, we really did learn how to like learn how not to make stuff. Um, uh, in a lot of ways, yeah, we we learned how not to. We learned how how to do things, yeah. how not to do things. I mean, it was you know, uh, I mean, it was it was quite a trial by fire kind of experience. Yeah, it was, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Looking back on it, it's very fun. There's some bad memories, but there's also a lot of good memories. It was tough, man. It was tough. We were we were hard on each other. Yeah, you know? and and Aaron and I were really hard on our you know on everybody that was working with us. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. But uh, I mean, yeah, it, 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 there was money. Yeah. On the line. Yeah, so. <laughs> you know, people were trying to, you know, pay their bills. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we had moved on from that. And then uh, back here in Phoenix, we wanted to do something but was still kind of petering around. Yeah, we couldn't, like, do something. We couldn't figure out exactly what we wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. We, we hadn't quite coalesced. And then uh, I specifically re remember 9-11. Uh, was like this weird kick in the pants for me where I was like, fuck man, we could be, you know, you know, we could be unleashing like all out war yeah. on the planet. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. You mm -hmm. know? Uh, I better make a fucking goddamn comic book. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that's what, you know, that's, that's what the gods told me. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what where my calling was. was yeah, uh, I, I specifically remember when you started, you were like, yeah, dude, I'm making a fucking comic. And I was like, cool, let's do it. And you're yeah. like, okay. And then we, I, and I kept dirtling just like I normally did. Oh, um, yeah. It, well, and at those times, you know, I mean, we're still trying to sort out our lives. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're still like, what, mid 20s? Uh, mid to late 20s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, trying to stabilize, you know, all this other shit's going on and stuff. You know, I mean, I was staying with a friend and, yeah. Uh, and it was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, 
I'm just going to do this. And I don't even know what I'm going to do. So with a lack of a story, with lack of anything else other than a drive of like, I need to draw some pages. I started doing this, you know, science fiction, Frankenstein thing set in yeah. the future. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And, and, and then that was it. And it was like, all right, I'm doing it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I came in at the after inking, I think is what I kind of, yeah, totally. And it helps smooth out some of the words and stuff. Yeah. I just kind of came in at the end there. That's when I kind of got my, myself together and right. Yeah. And got it, you know, said, okay, Oh no, this is real. This is what we need to do. It was really coming together. Yeah. Yeah. We, we put that first book together. We, Oh dude, I remember going to Denny's that first night too, because we were at your place and we were trying to get some stuff done and there was a lot of chaos going on around us. And I was like, dude, let's go to Denny's and get some coffee and yeah. And talk about some shit there. And yeah, yeah, we went down to this Denny's. It was like 1230 at night. Right. Yeah. Uh, got some coffee. We sat there and we just talked about, you know, did the work that we wanted to do. Yeah. I think at the end of that, um, I know it was the well, next time. Well, and even like, well, what to do with this? You know, yeah. What do we even do with this then? What is, you know? Yeah, no, I think what I was, what I was kind of getting at is that uh, I think the next time I came over to work on stuff, we're like, immediately we're like, let's just go back to Denny's. That was so much more productive. Yeah, yeah. And, and then that ended up becoming a uh, weekly thing that carried on for a long time. Oh, yeah, actually. A good, good handful of years. We were regularly yeah. every week going to Denny's. Uh, and then we started bringing everybody else back in. Uh, we brought in Sean Biscop again. David Yant. Uh, we brought in David Yant. Uh, you know, and because there was like this tangible thing that was something to kind of like come up behind. And it was like, yeah, yeah okay, okay, yeah, there, there, there could be something here to do. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and something will come of it. You know, it'll be fruitful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then so we started Chop Shop Comics. Uh, yeah, we started. That's when we just started Chop Chop Comics. Yeah, yeah. Through those meetings and through everybody else getting together. Yeah, we sat uh, there. Yeah, week after week. Yeah. Uh, started making. We ended up eventually printing the first uh, first issue of Frankenstein Project. Yeah, that's how Frankenstein Project got printed. Uh, oh man, that was. I remember we went in there. We did. We went. How many freaking proofs did we print of that book? Like ten. Oh yeah, tons of them. We yeah. went in there. So we went in the Kinkos. Three so many. four o'clock in the morning. So many times we actually yeah. became friends with one of the dudes yep. that was working there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, dude, he gave us that coupon. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and we cashed in on that. Yeah, we, we sure did. <laughs> uh, he looked at us like, "Really, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, we're going for broke, man. We're, we're like, this. yeah, we have this coupon yeah. for fifty percent off, and we have five hundred dollars. How much?" Can we get printed? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, at, and after Frankenstein, what did we do? What was the second one that, that we did after Frankenstein? Uh, we did... Uh, it wasn't, was it? it wasn't Frankenstein 2. No, it wasn't. And it wasn't... Was it Sean's book? What Was it Gearbot? Yeah, it was Gearbot. I think it might have been Gearbot. It was number two then. No, that was number one. No, uh, the first, we did something else. It, it, yeah, there was something. And I don't think we had started random yet. No, we hadn't started random. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it simple? Was it Suicide Story? Yes. Was Suicide Story the second one we did? Yes, it yes. was. Yes, it was. It was the second one we did was a Suicide Story. Uh, and uh, and then from there, uh, well, through this time, Sean was working on, on Gearbot. Gearbot. And then we got Gearbot uh, and Frankenstein 2 done and yeah, yeah, roughly r- the same time. Really close to the same time. And we were forgetting about Isaac. Yes. And then, uh, uh, well, there was Farrell. Farrell, yeah. Yeah. 
and then from Feral, uh, there was uh, Feral 2. Um, Midnight Pulp didn't start coming out because we only did one of those. Only did one of those. We did those after we did. Um, uh, after that was we did after the, random. The first two randoms. Yeah, it was after the first yeah. two randoms. Yeah. Because he had a story. He did a story for random two. Yeah. That we're like, oh, man, we don't want to center. And, but it was like, it was way. But we're trying to put this next to stuff that we're we trying to put have this in a, a broader audience. Yeah, we're trying to put this in a yeah. comic book store yeah. where people won't. The, the owners wouldn't have they would have said this one thing you know yeah. and, it, and, it and wasn't, Random was an anthology so that was a collection of short stories that yeah. we had you know as many artists as we could to contribute you know local artists uh, uh, unfortunately in those days I mean there was a couple of them out there that would have been great to yeah. to have gotten you know uh, versus some of the ones that we did find <laughs> yeah but uh, uh, no, yeah, and then we uh, so we ended up putting that. That's where Midnight Pulp came from. Yeah, we we really needed to put you know Isaac stuff uh, on its own just because of the adult nature of it, you know. Yeah, because uh, it. And then he grew. Then he drew that one little like, the little kid comic. It's like a yeah. two page thing. And oh, we're like, yeah. We're like, oh, and that dude. was fantastic. Yeah, we're like, yeah. we got to put this. Everything, I mean, he drew everything that. he did was fantastic. He did that for Random Three, and I think we did end up putting that in there. Yeah. But we're like, no, we got it. And then so we just collected all the stuff from that specific character and yeah. put it in the Midnight Pulp. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was the it was the Goldenrod story. That's the one that. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. That's the one that, that yeah. was over the line. We're yeah. like, we can't we can't put this in. Especially, you know, because not not all the local shops, because we were getting, you know, our books. Well, frankly, you were getting the books into comic shops. No, yeah, we all were. Uh, and we were, get, you know, uh, so we were getting into. Some of the local stores we were we had done some signings yeah in a of the stores, um, you know we we did a good handful of signings you know yeah yeah we published we, what thirteen books yeah we did four solid years of uh, of tables at, yeah. at the Phoenix Comic Con oh man I, we I think uh, the second Phoenix Comic Con was the first one we went to yeah, yeah. and then the last one in Mesa yeah. was the last one we actually attended right uh, yeah and then. Uh, yeah, we did. We made like what fourteen books? Like fourteen books, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we did maze number one, uh, maze number two. Never really quite. You know, I mean, it was finished, but it never quite uh, uh, got you know a full publishing. But, yeah, uh, but that was like really towards the end of all that. Where uh, yeah, we did. Uh, we did. Uh, was it random one through four? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gearbot one and two. Gearbot one and two. Frankenstein one and two. Frank, yep. Simple uh, suicide one. story. Simple one. Um, Man, we were doing a ton of comics. Yeah, and, and then also on the side note, I was doing that thing with uh, there was a there was a local creators coalition where they right. they took the idea of random. They're like, oh, we want to do that, but we don't want you guys. They didn't want us to publish it under the random banner. And I was For like, sure. or, or chop shop or, or random. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's fine. Yeah. And so I kind of was our representative in that group. Yeah. Yeah. And we put out. Well, you built a lot of contacts that, that have lasted to this day. That's true. In the valley, you know. Yeah. And, and I would say, frankly, more than I did, uh, I was. I was kind of the public face. Yeah, though. I was far more concerned with drawn pages. Yeah. Which is what we needed, though. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then uh, so so through all of that, we. Uh, well, I got into tattooing. Yeah. And uh, so I needed to take a couple steps back away from uh, the comics. Yeah. Fucking A, man. We we did that signing at Ash Avenue. 
uh, we did uh, what three or four? We did that tour. Yeah. Oh my we god. Did, we did the that tour. That tour. Four shops and four weekends. The leading uh, up to the row. Phoenix Comic yeah, Convention. Leading up to the Phoenix Comic Con, which was a bad idea because <laughs> uh, we were all tired for the rough, Phoenix Comic. Man, we were so done by the time the convention ended. It was like, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and we had just gotten uh, Mike Malvey to buy some books for it from us. Yeah. For Atomic. Yeah. And because that was like, you know, that was one of our holy grails was to get our books in, in Atomic. In Atomic, because that was the, the chain of the day yeah. uh, in the Valley. Uh, it's very different now. Now it's Samurai Comics. Yeah. Uh, which was the first comic shop that put our books in to carry our stuff. Oh, um, man. To, to, to bring it to a point, is that that was one of the coolest things that the owner of that, Mike, uh, Mike Banks uh, and Mariah. Are, yeah, his, his whole family. Yeah, for sure. There, there's somebody that was one of the coolest experiences. He's an amazing comic book shop owner. He Absolutely. really, he really does care for comics. Yeah. But when we were we were in there, and he was like, "We're like, hey, you know, we make this comic. Can we? Would you want to sell it in there? We were like, we the first comic shop we ever approached. Really, yeah. And we were kind of just like, hey, you know, do you you want to do this just, thing? Yeah, yeah. And really he was shy like about it. Yeah, and and what he did was kind of. Awesome. It was the, he's like, yeah. And he grabbed the stack of the books. He says, I'll take all these. And he went over and he put it on the new comic shelf. Yeah. Like right there. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. oh. It, it was a huge validation. It was a huge validation it, it was from, a, it from was Mike a, Banks to be a local comic shop owner that just, just like you just described, just yes, you know, affirmative, bam, these are, and these are new comics. So we yeah. put them right next to the X Men. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And then then we worked at the the dealer or whatever, but and um, cuz the excitement of seeing a comic book that you made in physical form for the first time is pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh that's just a neat feeling as a as a creator to have it to hold it, yeah, flip it, through it and stuff. Seeing anything uh, you've created. Is yeah. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh but then to see it on the shelf. Yeah. Uh you know, next to everything else. Mm-hmm. Was was pretty profound. Yeah. yeah, and every time they did that, it was still pretty freaking cool. Yeah, yeah, that never that never stopped being <laughs> yeah. you know, cool, man. That was always every single time that was badass. Uh, that reminds yeah. me um, of a interesting thing. So Jesse James Comics just opened up right, right as everything with Chop Shop was going down for sure. Yeah, I think I went in there and was pitching him on our books and talking to him about our stuff. Right, because we hadn't really given up yet yeah and we still have a ton of comics we still still have a comic still have a ton of comics we didn't print that many um and we did not do any three thousand print run order we did i I think we don't we didn't even do a thousand of anything we we did a thousand of frankenstein one (laughs) and we still have about 750 of them (laughs) and we were giving those away at one point oh we still are (laughs) um no, yeah. So I uh, I went in and talked to him a little bit, and then I didn't go in there for like three years. Right. And uh, I I walked in there, and on the local air, he had like a one of the glass cabinets, and he had right. all the local books in there. Yeah. And seeing our book, our books, it was Frankenstein one and two. Yeah, in his gearbox yeah. and a couple other ones, and random, I think four, which I was like. Dude, did we even put a, any of those out? It was a good one. We didn't put a lot of them out though. No, but they were awesome. And I saw like those books sitting there, and I was like, "Man, that's still cool to see." Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and, and in a shop that we didn't try to get them into. No. Yeah, they were that they were just in the 
the comic chaff. Yeah, yeah. they were just in the comic chaff. And uh, I asked a couple of questions about the indie comics and stuff. It was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't know who we. They didn't know who I yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, had no For idea. Sure. Uh, at that point, you know, it'd been like three, four years since we really absolutely. tried did anything. Right. Uh, I like kind of got away from comics altogether. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was just I just was in there. I was like, oh, there's a new comic shop over here. And I didn't realize I had been in there. <laughs> and I walk in there and he's like, hey, how's it going? And, you know, and talking to him and stuff. And I was like, oh, these are local guys. Oh, okay. And seeing my stuff, our stuff in there was, like I said, it was interesting. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. And then we did, we did take a break. Uh, I went off and started tattooing. I, I took an apprenticeship and then uh, I went to school for ran with that. Yeah, you you got into cooking. I went to school for cooking. Yeah, and then uh, and so fifteen years later, <laughs> since uh, that first day sitting in your our first school day. Oh, I mean, you know, since uh, has it been fifteen years since the end of Chop Shop? Yeah. Uh, we really like that. Really stopped around oh four oh five. That is true. Uh, you know, because that's our last uh, Phoenix convention, um, and that's around the time I started tattooing. Wow. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> we took a fifteen year break. We did. We did. And because uh, I remember when I, you know, when I got into tattooing and stuff, I was like, you know, I st- I still want to do the comics thing and everything, and I've got this project that I want to do, and I don't want it to be. Or 10 years goes by <laughs> and I haven't worked on comics, you know? Well, it wasn't 10 years. Uh, no, I guess not. Right. Right. It was fucking 15. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but then, um, because in all honesty, we, you know, it, it wasn't a 15 year gap because we've been doing this. It, it's new iteration for, Three years now? Three. I want to say four. Maybe a little more than three years yeah, now. Yeah, I want to say yeah, four now. Yeah, maybe four. Well, we're, offici- we're, let's say officially three years because that yeah, first, yeah. the first six or eight months was just kind of. Yeah, talking about it. Hanging out. Yeah. And and talking about out, making stuff. Bullshitting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and kind of like rekindling the, the old spirit of things. Where yeah. it was like, maybe if we just, you know, kept it to you and I. Yeah, we had grow, we had also uh, grown apart a in our friendship a little bit. Like our lives went a little bit of different ways, and we didn't see each other as With often. With a lot of yeah, yeah, you you and I, and and also you know some of the other creators and stuff, yeah. no doubt. You know, so uh, so 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 Chop Shop kind of dithered away. Yeah, everybody you know? kind of went their own ways and yeah, did their yeah, own thing. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, and then so us getting back together to wanting to work on stuff, and. So I I had started up this daily sketch thing as a desire to just do some random free drawing and stuff you yeah. know, that wasn't uh, connected towards uh, uh, client work really. Yeah, I really um, I really wasn't coming to hang out to do creative stuff. I was just coming to hang out and play some magic and stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. But you get and then you started telling me about. You're doing the daily sketch and you were thinking about and doing the, the uh, daily sketch really, you know, cause I never lost the desire to, uh, uh, to do this maze graphic novel thing that I had. Yeah. Had. And, uh, uh, but I knew that I wasn't, I wasn't ready to do that. You know, I mm-hmm. still needed to develop more comic making skills, sharpen them, get back into the habit and stuff, you know? Yeah. And so I wanted to find a way, you know, the daily sketch was something to kind of like warm back up into drawing in that kind of way with that kind of intention. Uh, and, 
and so yeah the, the first thing that came to my mind was uh well, why don't i just do like a like a web comic strip yeah you know i've been reading a bunch of those uh you and i had both kind of followed them off and on since uh, their inception yeah you know? i remember when they first started coming out we were we were still like we make print comics. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, print is going to always be better than web. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, pr- print's always awesome, you know, and it's yeah. more tangible and this and that and stuff, you know. And, and, the, and the formatting is different, you yeah. know, because we knew that newspapers were on their way out. We weren't really looking to do comic strips. No. At that time, like a newspaper. Uh, we were doing comic books. You know? Yeah. And so it, it, it did. Or graphic novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there was a little bit of a foray because, you know, like the whole Stinky and Tom thing was always, you know. Uh, uh, a strip. Kind of like, yeah, a strip, you know, by its inception. And uh, and I've always had a love for, you know, comic strips and stuff. Yeah. I, I had a love for web comics, uh, even though, you know, that wasn't what we were doing. Yeah. You know? And uh, so so here we are now and it was like, Fuck, let's make a webcomic. Yeah, yeah let's, yeah. let's fucking do this. And, uh, well, you said you were going to do it. And I was like, yeah, I was just hanging out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I had no intention of right. jumping in on the, on the, um, right. I, I was just dirtling around. You're like, I'm just yeah. going to do it myself so I can, so I don't have to manage 20 people or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Worry and, about somebody not doing the lettering or. Yeah, yeah. And then, you started telling, like we talk. I came a couple more times, and you were showing me. You yeah. were just asking my opinion, showing, yeah. showing me the stuff, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And I don't know what was one of the times I went home, and I was like, "Fuck, I need to write some comics." <laughs> and so I did. Um, yeah, yeah, and then then I I was like, "No, dude, I'm in." I just I sent him. A, I sent right. I, I think I just sent you a message. I was like, "Dude, I'm in." Yeah, I'm in totally. No yep, fucking it, <laughs> and that. From there, that's when we had decided, you know, just well, you and I. Yeah, um, uh, we we were trying to come up with a name, <laughs> and I right. think that video on on our YouTube channel is actually very appropriate and how we kind of came up with the name because we were calling it. Um, it was Project Ronin, right? Because we were, you know, masterless. That's where we kind of yeah, yeah. And it was this, it was just a project at the time. It wasn't right. an actual thing. Yeah, yet, and then we just started working on the comics and uh, did Project Ronin for a little bit. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, if you want to, um, learn how we came up with the name or why our thoughts behind it, uh, there's a video on our YouTube channel on how we, it's like, if you just go to the YouTube channel, which is mop and bucket, yeah. um, youtube.com slash mop and bucket. We, we already had that where we explained the, yeah, yeah. It's a little, it's like a, not even two minute video. Awesome. Um, and it's the, it's the whole joke of why we're called mop and bucket. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, I guess I can post it on the website, which is mopandbucket.net. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and then we kind of came up with a name uh, and did, uh, and then we started making Slide of Mind. Yeah. that And so that was the first webcomic was uh, uh, just kind of like going back into, and that was a rebranding of the Stinky and Tom stuff. Uh, well, the simple. The, the bar stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, the, the bar stuff actually was... Uh, uh, just weirdness, just random weirdness. Yeah. Just pulling it out of you know, pulling it out of the top of my head. We did what thirty of those? Yeah, yeah. I think a little bit more. Thirty than 30. or sixty? Yeah. Uh, was it three seasons or two seasons? I think there was three. Yeah, so sixty of them. Yeah, yeah. There might have been like sixty of them. There was a lot. Did that for a good little while. Yeah, yeah. and that was fun. And then doing that kind of and how that was moving around and evolving. 
uh, and then with the development of rags, rags, uh, and and, uh, and and wanting to tell something, you know, because one of the things that uh, I keep wanting to tell like the same stories over again because I haven't quite, I don't quite feel like that they've been told right. Yeah, you know, uh, and so we keep re- rehashing stuff, you know, like uh, doing a rewrite. Yeah, yeah, we're doing a rewrite. You know, still want to try to tell. The story that's in, in, you know, uh, you know that's that's been in my head, uh, and then you know, so there's been like all these reboots and stuff, yeah, um, which I think is still true to this day, uh, and it's not redoing. It's not like oh, I got to go back and redraw that. You know? No, it's, it's kind of telling it's, the story it's, it over. It is retelling though, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. We're uh, kind of figuring it out, do it a little bit better each time. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, and and weirdly enough, like over over these past handful of years, looking back at the comics that we have put out and stuff, uh, uh, it never it it, it 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 always ends up being more than it feels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it does. Uh, that uh, that thing that Sean said way back in the day, uh, the most expensive comic I ever I ever bought was the one that I made myself. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Or no, yeah. it was the most expensive co- comic I ever bought was my own. It was my own. Yeah, because uh, it's just it's time and money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so uh, and so that kind of brings us to now. Yeah. So we now we're doing t-shirts and art prints and yeah. web comics. Uh, so yeah, taking this long road of experience, um, you know, and and I think it really you know the the the, the chef thing I think really adds to this as far as like production management and like a disciplined kind of approach that you have like been able to bring towards this because even though you may only have like four or five hours a week to work on this you've been getting a lot of shit done for it you know yeah uh, being a chef really taught me how to organize myself right uh, figure out how to get things done yeah uh, because as a chef you there's no you can't go I, I didn't do it yeah you're done you're you're out <laughs> yeah it's either that's the difference between having a job and not having a job yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, they'll understand if something didn't go right or right. something's wrong or you made a mistake right but when you tell them that you made a mistake yeah and that's why it's taking a little bit longer yeah. eventually you got to put up the right thing right um right. and so it just kind of taught me this like mental force of you know, no matter what, you have to do this. Yeah, yeah. You have to sit down and do this. Right. And learning to, uh, might as well get it done now because yeah. it's going to suck doing it later. Yeah. And things left undone. Yeah. Harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Or it's the, uh, the way we look at it as a, as a chef is either you're ahead or you're behind. Right. There's no other, you're, yeah, you're yeah, either ahead yeah. of schedule or you're behind schedule. Yeah. There's no on time. Right. Uh, that's, that's the only way you can look at life and it's the only way you can do it. Right. And there's a couple of chefs that taught me a lot of organization and preparedness and the five P's, uh, prior planning prevents piss poor for performance. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, or the, it, this much simpler version of it is, uh, failing to plan is planning to fail. Hell yeah. That uh, kind of falls into, uh, as, as far as like dropping some idioms, uh, you cannot manage what you do not measure. Yeah. Uh, you know, that you need to track things because if you're not, then you can't do anything about them. That's true. You know, you cannot manage what you do not measure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just these, and they sound like 
cliche or kind of lame, but Things when you become cliche for a reason, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when I it, there was a point where it just dawned on me, and that's how that's what happened to me is that it was like, okay, and that now I can't not do that stuff. It's it's a part right. of me. Uh, I kind of have an OCD. Uh, right about right. some things yeah and, which is fine I, I i'm i've accepted it because it helps me yeah yeah you know uh, i use it instead of using it as a disadvantage or something that takes away from my life i use it as an i use it as a tool to make it, myself better absolutely totally yeah yeah and uh you know me being a essentially a, a freelance artist yeah you know client-based artist now uh well, and, and and having been so for such a long time, but with with tattooing, you know, there was a totally different self management kind of thing yeah. that uh, I I was always well suited for, but really had to develop a, 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 that in a serious way. Get the practice know? in, yeah, absolutely. Especially with running, say, like a like a private yeah. type thing, you know. Well, yeah, and you're um um it it has helped you. I mean, drawing eight to 10 hours a day, every day, five oh, days a week, all the time now. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, uh, there, there was a point in my life where I was like, I could never get sick of drawing. You know? <laughs> uh, talk to me on Sundays now. <laughs> it's like, nah, I can pass today. I can pass it. Yeah. But the, the, the level of skill, but, uh, of your illustrations just in the last, like you were, you were amazing and you were really good, but yeah. in the last like three years, there's yeah. just something that I've noticed that it's just gotten so like finite and so just like there's there's a there was a jump somewhere about yeah. three years ago or about once about once a year right now I think yeah. there's like a a quality jump that like your base quality like your just general base doodle that's generic right, right. is at such a high level it's amazing oh well thank you <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, though it's, it's uh, I'm just like man. I mean, it's constant work, you know. And there's you know there's yeah pits and valleys, there's plateaus. I, I see that. Yeah. I see that. And and but I'm just I just wanted to let get that mm -hmm. out is that you, I I think with the mop and bucket thing, you know, re rekindled a lot of ambition. Yeah, me too. Me, for know? me too. Yeah. 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 You know, I I wanted to uh, uh, for for the uh, you know for the first time in a long time. I started having think, you know, these thoughts of like, yeah, it's time to, it's time to start building the empire again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I did like how you said, we're not getting the band back together. We're just starting a new one. Yeah. 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 It can't be, you know, so we didn't like, you know, try to maintain, you know, as, as much as I love, you know, uh, the name chop shop comics or, uh, and the people that and, were part of it and what it was. Yeah. That, that, that is, you know, what that was, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so to to go back to it, you know, would wouldn't have made sense. You know? Yeah, it would, uh, it's not right. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, and so here we are now. We're we're getting really close to uh, putting out tomorrow. The new, yeah, the the sequential disorder uh, season two reboot reboot <laughs> season two reboot. Uh, Sounds in, like there's a story element in there. Well, I mean, you know. One of the, I think one of the fatal flaws that we've had over the years with all of this has been mediocre to bad storytelling. Yeah. Frankly, you know, and because we didn't, you know, uh, uh, we didn't work on that as hard as we were working on other elements. You know? Yeah. Uh, we assumed that that would come easy. We had, 
great ideas, you know, but once it was time to actually start writing like dialogue and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, we were terrible uh, at it. Then it was like, oh, well, this is fucking hard. <laughs> you know, it was, well, it we was, were doing. It was no joke, man. We were it doing was, that classic mistake of having the character describing what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. A lot Which of is not good. Repetitive exposition and stuff. You know, yeah. we didn't even fucking know that that was a thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're just, you know, just trying to pull it. So what's this guy saying here now? Yeah, I was uh, a terrible storyteller. <laughs> you know, uh, you know and, and trying to do it, you know, uh, a lot of it was, you know, I mean, one of the co- one of the very first things I got my hands on as far as like unlocking the secrets of comics was how to draw comics the Marvel way. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and in there was the Stanley method, uh, the, the, the Kirby Stanley method, the Jack Kirby Stanley method mm-hmm. of Jack Kirby draws a bunch of stuff and then Stanley just writes words in it later, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, beforehand they would discuss an idea that, uh, you know, would often be as deep as Spider-Man's fighting the vulture in this issue. Uh, and you know, aunt may needs a can of beans. Uh, and then Jack Kirby would take that and, you know, do his, what he does. Yeah. 22 pages yeah. uh, <laughs> off of that. And then Stan Lee would go in and then write in all the stuff. Yeah. And then I think we also learned a ton from, uh, McFarland too. And then, yeah. And then, uh, there was, uh, there was a, a VHS, uh, that had gone around that was an interview with Stan Lee and basically the image crew yeah that had to have been made you know less than a year before you know all those guys left marvel oh that's right it was a marvel image crew yeah Yeah, it was you know because they were with stan lee Mm -hmm. and it was it was jim lee will spartacio todd mcfarlane eric larson you know it was all these guys who were right about to walk out the door uh that were all the hot shot superstars of marvel at that yeah you know uh and and they did like some demonstrations some noodling and stuff you know yeah i remember uh, that one of the most distinct things i remember from that is jim lee pulling a mechanical pencil and a fucking little click eraser out of his pants pocket to draw some like badass wolverine shit right there (laughs) on the fly and that was magic to me i mean i i got myself a mechanical pencil i got a fucking little click eraser and i (laughs) Still rock it that way, you know. That as far as my physical tools, it's wow. still imprinted off of that moment of like, like I gleaned a secret. You know, I was like, yeah, oh, okay, yes. If I if I get the little fucking click eraser, I could <laughs> draw Wolverine better. You know, <laughs> I can draw like Jim Lee if I have that yeah, click eraser. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Because oh man, I would have, I, I I would have traded a lot of shit to the devil back then. <laughs> For that skill, yeah. Generally drawn skills, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, wouldn't we all? Yeah, and I think we also did the, the Tom McFarland method where it was like take a bunch of pictures and draw them and then rearrange them how. Yeah, and then it was that. That also like unlocked something as far as like the malleability. You yeah, know, the and, story. And some of the secrets of the creativity of it and shit is hearing about how when Todd McFarlane was doing Spider-Man, uh, an editor had walked in on him while he was uh, rearranging the finished pages of the comic because he was the writer and the artist. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, and he's literally just like Quentin Tarantinoing the shit out of it, you know, <laughs> just mixing it all up out of order. You know, and the editor's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm trying to find the, you know, the, the order that makes this the, the most, most interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
not the most sense, no, the, most the most interesting. interesting. Yeah. And, uh, and that was fascinating. Uh, but then, you know, not to lose out on the other Todd McFarlane story. Oh, the uh, uh, book signing? Yeah. And, and that was, I think that was when, around the time when we were really catching some steam with, with Chop Chop. Yeah. Uh, and, and with you and I really getting this idea of wanting to be publishers. We were really you know? looking on how to make one of us do it full time. We were yeah. really focusing yeah. on that. Yeah. We were really trying to find a way. And uh, yeah, so there was a, it was a, uh, a lecture. That's right. Yeah. At a bookstore with, uh, with Todd McFarlane and, and what was that other guy's name? He had done an indie comic that was about like a bean character. I have no idea. Uh, and it would, I mean, it, it, it completely the opposite of, uh, of spawn. Yeah. In, in every conceivable way. But, uh, so in that lecture, they were talking about the rise of the graphic novel, mm -hmm. you know, and how more and more important trade paperbacks and graphic novels are going to become, and especially in the indie sense, uh, just trying to make a graphic novel, you know. Uh, and then that was, you know, like, don't even worry about the singles. You can't afford to do that. You're not going to get in diamond. You're, you know, yeah. you're going to struggle. It's going to be too expensive. You're not going to get the sales, you know, do a graphic novel, you know, put, make your whole story, put it together, drop it in one graphic novel. And then, uh, you know, and then try to sell that Yeah, you know, as, as like one thing. And that was, uh, that was really interesting and informative to us, but we were really there for another purpose because we had made four or five comics by this time. Yeah, we had a stack of them yeah. and we wanted to give them to him. And, and at the end of the lecture, there was a signing portion where- uh, We didn't even have anything to sign. Yeah, where, where Todd McFarlane was uh, you know, gonna sign comics and, and figures and, and yeah. you know, all this stuff. And uh, yeah, we didn't have anything for him to sign. We just had a handful yeah, of our own comics. And yeah. so when we got up to that, uh, yeah. when we got up to Todd, you know, I just, just dropped these comics on. I was like, uh, we made these. And mainly because you inspired us to. Yeah. And so we just want you to have them. And we walked away. Yeah. Well, you know, there was a little bit more of a pause. Well, yeah, yeah. The, we, we walked away, but yeah. he, stu he stood up and he said, uh, he's like, wow, independent comics have gotten a little bit better than since when I did them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I remember his, uh, his comment of, uh, you know, well, he's like, well, this is how you do it. You know, oh yeah, because it was like we made these and we want to put them in Todd McFarlane's hands. Yeah, you know, yeah. we like, you know, hey, you did you you made us want to do this. Yeah, and we did yeah. this, and we did it, and here they are. Yeah, you know, we just we just want you to have some. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Todd McFarlane has our comics. Yeah, I know, and I I kind of did that same thing at the Phoenix comic or at the Phoenix comic convention with uh, Brian Polito. Um, right. I had uh, met him at Samurai Comics. I was talking to him about it, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be down there doing." It was when he was doing the movies. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be on there pitching the movie." I was like, "Cool, we're, we got a booth. You should come by and check our comic books out." Yeah, uh, and he actually did for a minute, but then people realized who he was and kind of got swamped. Right, so he had to move on. But um, yeah, we put a bunch in his hand too. Yeah, yeah, ran to him a, a couple of times. In, in that particular oh, that's of the Chop Shop era. Yeah, you ran yeah. into him at the Samurai as a signing, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we shared some signing space, you know. Oh, that's right. He was, yeah, he was there. Uh, we were there. We uh, we stole the show a little bit, you know. And, uh, which, I mean, which was pretty cool, 
you yeah. know, and there are some, uh, there are some other locals, you know, like Eric Mangle. I still have there. that photo of all of the creators there, yeah, there that day yeah. in front of Samurai oh, man. with Mike. Totally. Uh, I just ran across that photo. I'll have to dig it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause Eric Mangle was at, at that very same signing too, who's doing blind mice. Yeah. Who does Ocho now, which is the longest running independent comic in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be pretty hard to catch up to that one. <laughs> I don't plan to, but, uh, yeah, and so, uh, and so, I mean, it's it's always been the, you know, this driving pursuit. I mean, obviously, we're, we're we came back to it. Yeah, been working on it now for a handful of years, actually. Which we're just finishing out this uh, this this last batch of comics that finally got finished. Yeah, uh, have some new ones in the works. In the works, uh, some more uh, slide of mind, some more Stinky and Tom, Stinky and Tom and Boom, yeah. Uh, a reboot. A reboot. Uh, <laughs> Which I, I honestly, so far, it's probably the best version of the characters we've done. I'm excited. I'm excited, and I think I think this is what's going to allow, uh, at least me to move on from trying to tell this part of the story. You know? Yeah. Uh, because, uh, because yeah, that's what we've been trying to do. Has been trying to tell this the same part of the story. Yeah, the same part of the story. Uh, I think it's great. Um, the single sequential disorder stuff that's getting ready to come out. That is probably some of the best work you've done so far. It's been fun, man. It's, it's amazing. I, I wish I would have been able to do it all in color, but you know, I mean, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah. So yeah, the first uh, four four episodes. Yeah, yeah. The first four I think are are, are in full color, and then the rest color, are black and, and white, and then it goes yeah to black and white. Um, Maybe I could have done a little bit of like uh, color dithering, like go to go to black and white with some spot color kind of thing, you know, or a little bit, use a little bit of color here and there. But I just I was really trying to keep it from getting complicated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those strips are beautiful, but they they took you like three weeks to do one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, well, and it, and it really jammed me up because it took it took a good like four or five months after I I don't have time to do this comic like this yeah uh, to decide to do a you know black and white and to to finish it yeah you know? yeah so we yeah we got yeah. the first twenty uh, yeah there's twenty yeah first twenty uh, yeah they're they're gonna start um, those basically come, tomorrow those will be coming out weekly starting mm-hmm. on the Patreon page. And then a few weeks later, four weeks later, uh, they'll be coming out on. It's uh, it's in February. Yeah, it's, if you wanted to pull up that date, I am actually looking it up right now. Yeah, it's it, the race is on. We're gonna. So the the Patreon date will be uh, January twenty eighth, and the public date will be Je- February twenty fifth. Yes, February twenty fifth. And these will be Thursdays. They'll be coming out. So the day after this podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the first one will drop on Patreon, and that'll be some extra cool content, uh, something for our uh, the website and the Facebook page. Yep. Um, yeah, and uh, we're just gonna keep going. Yeah. So we're uh, after this though. Uh, we're gonna, we're working on uh, the new slide of mind. Yeah, slide of mind, which is in the works, is in the works. And then uh, from there, the plan is to do uh, at least a 20-episode so, run of Rockets and Ray Guns. Yeah, uh, which um, is a it's a new kind of new creation uh, yep, for me yep. It'll be a new with street. Levi's help. Yep. Um, yeah. It's, yep. The, this one, yeah, masterminded and, and written by you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Uh, it's kind of the first... Uh, 
one that we've done together where I was like, no, this is kind of what I want. This is my first like foray into being most of the creative control. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's something actually that, you know, uh, you've been working on for a, a good while, a good while. You know, and, and we have done some, some test work on it and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we even in one of the earlier, uh, slide of mind, yeah, there's a little seasons. Bit, we did a little teaser, a little teaser thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's six strips, yeah. but uh, but e even that is is subject to change. Yeah, at, at this point, you know? yeah. Uh, so yeah, it'll it'll be uh, cool and interesting um, coming up. We got a lot of stuff. Plus, uh, we're going to be doing the podcast. Um, we got yeah. this one, and then when the daily sketch starts back up, we'll start doing the weekly review once more. Yeah, it's off and on. You know, life is busy. Yeah, the world is strange. <laughs> the world is strange. Oh. Um, but for today, we have one more thing to cover, which is the top five with the D10. Absolutely. Because we are doing uh, a podcast about our creative past, we decided to change the uh, top five with the D10 up a little this week. Yeah, we're just going to go with uh, our top five favorite creators. Top five favorite creators, yes. Yeah. And... Uh, I guess I will just kick it off. It's your first, uh, your first this week, for sure. Um, so my my number five is uh, Mark Bagley. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah, he's uh, he was a penciler for uh, Spider Man for Ultimate Spider Man for its first one hundred issues. Before that, he did Amazing Spider Man for not not quite a hundred issues, but yeah. for years. Uh, uh, before that, he did uh, uh, New Warriors. Um, he, oh, wow, New Warriors. I forgot about that. Yeah, and, and he did some work on some of the Marvel card sets. Uh, he was always a workhorse artist. Uh, you know, and, and he might not have always had uh, such a, like, loud, standout kind of style mm -hmm. as some of the artists around his time period, especially, like, in the, in, you know, in the earlier days when he was doing, like, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but his it, fantastic storytelling, uh, you know, really, really clear work. Some uh, of that early Ultimate Spider-Man, shit ton of comics. Man. Yeah, you know, and they and they were all good. None of them were confusing. I mean, because there are sometimes when you get into some of these other illustrators and stuff that were doing comics, where yeah, okay, everything was really cool. You know, the arts. You know, one of my favorite creators in, in your face and badass and stuff. It's like, but I don't know how I'm supposed to read this page. <laughs> you know? That's it true. It looks like a piece of art, but I don't know how much of it is still comic book now. What's going on? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, so that's my number five. You know, he's, he's just a badass mainstay. And I, I, I learned a lot from, you know, looking at his artwork and stuff. Yeah. Right on. Um, my first creator is actually outside of. Uh, comics, okay, or outside of really um, fictional work, uh, right? It's a YouTube creator by Casey Neistat. Okay, um, what I like about him and what makes him one of my top my top five my fifth favorite creators because he did kind of what we thought about in comics, um, not just do cool cool comics on the inside and cool drawings, but we right. also thought about what the cover looked like and what set it apart and the finish right. it like. He took like vlogging and turned it into what it is today. Okay. Um, every creator, anybody who does a vlog on YouTube, yeah. copies his style. Okay. 
Uh, 100%. If you right. have time lapses in your thing, you use a good camera, you have some kind of story, yeah. you sit in front of the camera and look at it and talk at it. Right. He did all of that. Yeah. And not just in um, a, uh, a way, he did it in a very clean, thought out. It wasn't just like, you know, holding a camera talking. Like he, right. he put thought, He you could see that he thought about what he was going to do before he started filming, planned it out was like right. serious about making videos and made it like an actual art form. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, yeah that's my number five. Awesome. Well, my number four is uh, Jim Lee. And I think all mine are going to be pretty much comic book related. That's fine. Uh, I was trying to think outside of the box a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's great. You know, uh, and, and a lot of mine are, are, you know, mostly, uh, uh, illustrators. Yeah. So, you know, it's just the nature of the beast, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Jim Lee being this, uh, this artist that was, you know, uh, in, in my mind, the best comic book artist ever, you know, when I was 15. Yeah. Uh, and, and still when I was 30 <laughs> <laughs> and now that you're 40. Uh, yeah. And, and, and now, you know, that I'm, I'm past 40, uh, and looking at his work and stuff, and I wish he did more sequential work th these days. Uh, it is still just, you know, bar setting, yeah. comic book work. That's just it's just incredible. You know? It is. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, uh, quite amazing. Still. Yeah, yeah. And 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 now he's gotten even more. Uh, he's gotten more expressive and looser in some ways, where he's become like so incredibly confident in like the Batman part of the piece. That he gets like, kind of like wild and, and, and experimental with, uh, you know, with everything around it. Yeah. You know, uh, and th those have been fun. That's that's been an interesting kind of uh, evolution. You know, watching yeah. this artist over, you know, much of my artistic life. Yeah, I uh, I, I follow his. Uh, I think it's Instagram. Yeah. And I, I see some of those pieces you're talking about. They're really, yeah, very cool and very yeah. interesting. Yeah. To this day, man, it's just. Uh, so my number four uh, actually is comics related. He, yeah. Even though he does other things, uh, J. Michael Straczynski. Nice. nice. Um, mainly because when I read his comic, yeah, it showed told me that I could tell a story without, or like a solid story. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't have to do these. Th it's it's a serious story. It's really well written. It's really well thought out. And the comic is more uh, story driven and character driven. Than flashy art, then and then the words driven, yeah, and pose driven, yeah, yeah, pose yeah. driven or invent driven or illustration driven. It's yeah. it, that that book was uh, story driven, right? And I really enjoyed that, yeah. so that's why I chose him. Yeah, hell yeah, that's funny. Uh, so my number three uh, is Joe Matarera, okay, uh, illustrator of uh, Battle Chasers. Uh, he worked on X-Men and then worked on X-Men again. You know, he came back to X-Men. Uh, he's also done, he's also done some video games. What is that? Dark Souls or something? Battle Chasers. Uh, Battle Chasers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's much more into video games these days than he is into comics. Yeah. I know that. But, uh, uh, but when he started, you know, Battle Chasers and the whole concept of doing like non-superhero comics, was really new. Uh, was was really new and exciting to me. Well, it was. He was the one of the first major creators, right? Like somebody that 
had a name, had yeah, a fan base. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. one of the very first guys that did. Kind I'm not doing superheroes. Post image kind of mm -hmm. departure that was even departing in another way of I'm not even going to do superheroes. I'm going to do this fantasy driven kind of thing. Yeah, and also brought in these sensibilities that were uh, that were manga sensibilities, but also were even like cartoon and comic strip sensibilities. Yeah, of that. I can really do whatever. Yeah. You know, so. No, no, yeah. His... We, we don't have to follow any of the rules. You yeah. Know? So proportions, the the basis of the characters, yeah. the style of the artwork, you know, how it was presented and everything uh, was just really innovative, you know, and, yeah. and, and really broke a lot of, uh, you know, superhero boundaries. You know, yeah. Uh, which I loved. That's awesome. Uh, so my number three is uh, a perfect example of what you were talking about uh, with Jim Lee, yeah. which is uh, Chris Bacalow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. always been one of my favorite he's, artists. He's also uh, the uh, to the point uh, what I was talking about with Mark Bagley. Oh, yeah, that's Mark yeah. Bagley, not Jim Lee. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, when I was talking about Mark Bagley with yeah. uh, those artists that have some pages where you're like, yeah, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to read it, this. It's cool looking. Yeah. I don't know how to read yeah, this, but yeah. it's still cool looking. Yeah, no, his his uh he was like the first steampunk um Yeah, definitely. Uh creator. Like he like that's the that's the first thing I can ever think of that like said steampunk. Yeah. I mean even that that's what he called the comic. Yeah. Um that's that was my and first introduction to that word. Yeah, yeah, to that world. Yeah. Um, I love that comic great. Uh, Witching Hour is an amazing comic. Oh, yeah, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, it's had a lot of influence on what we, what we do, too. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and his X-Men work uh, is, is great, too. I love all of his X-Men, even yeah. when he went back to X-Men. Yeah, and, and he did rein it in. I mean, he got pretty wild there for a bit. He did. You know, and then reined it back in. And, you know. Yeah, when he works for Marvel, you can see where, 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 he's, where he's forced to rein it in, I think. Yeah, yeah. But. I think those constraints help him and yeah. make him a better creator. And yeah. cause that yeah. his, his second run on X-Men was really good. His original run on X-Men is really, or yeah, not, not X-Men, uh, Gen X. Gen X. Um, that's where I first started seeing his work. Yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. where it's where he's really good. Yeah. Some and of that was best. some wild stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was later in like steampunk and especially some of the later issues of steampunk where you're just like, I don't even know what is happening. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I've read this page three times. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Well, no, I, I, I could figure out what's going on. It yeah, just, yeah. it wasn't your normal kind of page. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it stopped being sequential, sequential art in a way that was like delineated and obvious. Yeah. You know, a lot of it was just blend together, you know, mm -hmm. but that's one of the things like that I loved about his work in uh, the witching hour. Yeah. Was that, you know, that almost read like, like visual poetry in yeah. so many ways. It know? did. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think we, we, you and I really learned about how little you needed to, you know, to do a strong presentation and story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause there's, there's, there's some of that that's really minimalist. Well, there you know? presentation, but the story, there was a lot of story there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it didn't lose any story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. All right. So uh, yeah, and so my number two is uh, J. Michael Straczynski. <laughs> no, no lie. I, uh, I I was wondering if this was going to happen. Yeah, uh, that there would be some kind of overlap, right? Yeah, even without uh, even without Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, we forgot to we'll mention that at the end. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, uh, his storytelling, yeah, was really, you know, really profound for me too. Uh, Rising Stars was awesome. Midnight Run. Uh, yeah, yeah, Midnight Run. Um, his work on Spider-Man, I, in my mind, redefined that character in a way that I felt that they didn't stick to well enough. Oh, okay. You know, uh, that, that I thought was fantastic. Yeah, he, you know? his, yeah. his Spider-Man one was yeah, his, spectacular. It was redefining in my mind for yeah. Spider-Man, you know, which is not an easy thing to do. You know, I, not, not many creators get to redefine Spider-Man. Yeah. You know? I really like some of his other work, too. Like uh, the movie that he wrote, uh, Ninja Assassin. Yeah. That's... Uh, I watched that movie and I was like, man, this is a really cool, interesting movie. I was like, I really like it. And then right at the end, like after the, when the first thing you see when the credits roll, you know, it fades to black and right. then it says written by J. Master Straczynski. And I was like, oh, that's why I like this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, there from time to time. Yeah. You see his name pop up in TV, uh, you know, individual episodes of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, movies, you know, yeah. you're like, oh, that, yeah. And then that whole thing happens like, oh, maybe that's why I like this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and I remember when he was first doing his, uh, uh, you know, getting into comics and stuff. And it was like the Babylon five guy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually so, saw um, the one year I went to San Diego Comic-Con. I actually, yeah. uh, David and I both made it a point to go to his right uh, panel about making comics. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, it was a very cool. Um, the interesting thing is, is it was really hard not, when we showed up mm-hmm. to the room, he was standing, him and his protege were standing outside talking next to the room. Nice. And there was like 10 people there to see him. Right. Nobody knew that was him. Me and Bell and, or David, our friend yeah. David, was like, I was like, dude, that's him. And he goes, oh shit, yeah. We're like, do we want to go up and talk to him? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And he's like, no, he, let's not. Yeah. I mean, if he's around after the panel, maybe. Yeah. But I, he's like, I don't want to, which is very respectful. He didn't want to go up and like create a scene and have a bunch of other people realize right. who Draw. he was. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody else really oh, realized who he was. Yeah. And uh, I think I looked over and he kind of lo- had this look on his face like, oh shit, these guys are going to come talk to me. Right. And he's like, I don't want to, you know, he didn't want to like a crazy scene with all these people because yeah. he's like, Obviously, nobody else recognized him, and so I yeah. was like, I was like, and I just kind of smiled and nodded at him, <laughs> right. and, and he like kind of turned a little bit and started talking to the person, and we just stayed there and kind of talked yeah. until the panel, until we went in and saw the panel. Um, so that it was a cool and interesting moment when I actually, I, awesome. I'd like to say that I met him for about thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving on to my number two, which is a, is a, he's a storyteller. Yeah. Um, which sh- this should come no surprise to you. Um, it's uh, Robert Jordan. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Robert yeah. Jordan. Uh, reading those books, yeah, really helped me learn how to tell a story. No doubt. Yeah. Um, one of those reading that stuff and looking and seeing how he created a story and told such a sprawling story and told things right. and managed stories things. within the story and yeah. Yeah, the first time I read I read the books, it didn't I didn't do that, but the like fourth or fifth time when I was reading them, I, I really went into and started analyzing how he tells a story and what yeah. he sets up and and so I, I he's like my second one of my second favorite for creators because you know he taught me how to write. Back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's I mean my favorite author. No, yeah, my favorite fantasy author at least. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> oh, excuse me. So your turn. 
Yeah, and then so my uh, my number one is uh, Mike Mignola, uh, the creator of Hellboy. Figured. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I really fell in love with the Hellboy comic books um, on a number of levels, and I'd been familiar with with Mike Mignola, you know, in comics before Hellboy. Yeah, because he did some like X Factor comics and stuff. Uh, and I fucking hated it. <laughs> I it was like, oh my god, this guy again. I you know I can't stand the way this guy draws you know X Men characters. Yeah, you know. Uh, and then later there was a uh, uh, I've I've got some Dark Horse, Oddball you know uh, like anth- anthology comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of just weird bits by Mignola, and they're and they're they're my favorite ones. You know. Uh, just because, like, of how like moody and evocative, and like, you know, like this, yeah, like eighteenth, nineteenth century kind of feel didn't, to him and everything. Didn't you have him uh, draw you a skull? Yeah. Well, so uh, for a very know, specific reason. After uh, after getting into uh, you know like Hellboy and and looking at him as a, as a comic creator and stuff, mm-hmm. I had an opportunity, you know, to to see him at a. At a comic convention mm-hmm. and uh waiting in line you know everybody's got all their stuff to sign and everything and i i, I just gave him like a, a piece of paper and was like hey uh i was hoping you could draw me a skull you know just just a skull uh i'm gonna tattoo it on myself <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and, and so he kind of looked at me a little weird you know yeah uh like you know wondering if he might have to like call security kind of thing like oh fuck it's another one of these yeah and uh and so yeah he just he just drew a really basic little skull you know uh-huh. uh and i and i literally did i i took it back and i uh i tattooed it on myself you know right on uh and uh uh just cuz like it's it's literally a piece of mike Mignola art that nobody else has he drew that skull for me kind right of on. thing yeah and do uh, you still have the original oh of course i do right. yeah absolutely but uh yeah, so someday I hope to show him at a comic convention. <laughs> if we ever have those again. <laughs> yeah, if we ever have those again. Um, but, so, yeah, uh, moving on to my number one. Yeah. Uh, it's somebody we had talked about earlier. It's Rob Strap. Oh, uh, yeah. For all those reasons we had spoke about him. Right. Uh, showing us that you don't have to tell the kind of story that everybody else tells. You can right. just make whatever you want. Yeah, for real. Uh, Scud the Disposable Assassin is unlike anything else anything else yeah. um i loved all the comics that he did la costa yeah. nostra yeah. um it, all of that stuff is outstanding fantastic and it like things like him adding the suggested soundtrack to the beginning um yeah. all that kind of stuff the, was very the, cool D issue where he did like the stats for scud yeah drew a little treasure map and stuff and yeah, the suggested soundtrack, the suggested voice talent. Yeah, that that was fantastic too. Yeah, listing out who he imagined did all the voices for his characters and stuff. Uh, yeah, I really uh, uh, surprisingly like really untapped but groundbreaking kind of you know uh, uh, methods of communication in comics. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, they were really clever. Very, very yeah. cool. Um, so I, I probably we should bring up a couple of honorable mentions. I know we didn't mention, but I know is a very uh, influential guy to us both, which is um, Mike Powell. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. And then obviously we before we made the lists, we both decided to not put Todd McFarlane on it. Right. Right. Um, because uh, obviously to, to avoid overlaps, which, uh, you know, we ended up with J. Michael Strazinski. Strazinski. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, Todd, Todd McFarlane is an obvious influential for both of us. Yeah. Um, we talk about it a lot. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of, uh, as, as aspiring comic book creators have really like come to be in the shadow of Todd McFarlane yeah. and his era yeah, those you know, of, of comic books, things that he did and yeah. what he said and, Stuff that he's done has inspired us both heavily. Yeah, yeah, heavily. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we, if you would like to see anything, or sorry, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, and if you'd like to see any and all things Mop and Bucket, head on over to the website, mopandbucket.net. Uh, where right now you can order a copy of The Curse of the Jade Monkey, and they are shipping out now. Yeah, we got some in the. Uh in the studio. In the Jade Monkey studio. Yeah, physical copies. First come, first serve. Yes. Um, if you'd like to support more content like this, please consider becoming a patron. Right now, it's just a buck a month, and it really does make podcasts and things like this possible. Uh, we got some cool stuff coming up for the patrons. What you, what's uh, coming down the pike right now? Uh, the webcomic. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Sequential Disorder Season 2. The, the reboot. Yeah, the reboot. Uh, starts coming out January... 28th. 28th. January 28th. I had that right here. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, and that's going to start off 20 weeks of uh, webcomic, of new, new stuff. Yeah. And then... Uh, so, and then if... Uh, other other exclusives. Uh, you're gonna get that. You know, getting it like a few weeks early, not just a week early. Yeah, it's you know, like four Patreon. a month, it's, month yeah, and yeah, a half like, or something like, like that. A, it's like a month ahead. Um, and then uh, and then of course all the other exclusive work, progress, yeah, you know, ideas, working through different stuff. I've been drawing some uh, some world maps. Those oh going yeah, up those are cool. I got some poster ideas. I've been you know uh, noodling around with on there. Yeah, that's so, a it's a it's one good way to get a hold of us to. If you see something that we do and some of the art that you like, if you want to see it on a T-shirt or a poster or something like that, yeah, patrons can get a hold of us and we that'll help us fast track. Um, even if you aren't a patron, please let us know what you want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll talk to you guys in a week or so. We'll catch you later.